If you're on a ketogenic diet, but you aren't getting the results that you expected, you need to listen to this episode because I'm going to outline three warning signs that you need to stop following a ketogenic diet right now. Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Lesha. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about three signs it's time to stop keto. Now, before I get into that, I have a big announcement to make. I am hosting a free masterclass called The Three Secrets to Bringing Back Carbs Without Gaining Weight, and you're invited. All right, in this masterclass, I will show you the step-by-step formula to restoring your metabolism and eating carbs again without weight gain, fear, or deprivation. To reserve your spot, simply go to eatbefitexplore.com forward slash more carbs to save your seat. Again, that's eatbefitexplore.com forward slash more carbs. I'll see you there. All right, let's get into today's show. I'm not going to lie. I woke up and I wanted to record this podcast today. I was like, I need to talk about this. So that to me is a sign that somebody out there needs to hear this. So maybe it's you, but I had it in my head. I already knew about the signs. I was planning to record this show for a while. It's been in my notes of to-dos of recording podcasts. And today I just had a really strong desire to do it. And that's always a sign for me that the universe is telling me do it. Now, so let's get into it. All right, I'm gonna talk about three signs that it's time to stop keto. The number one sign is that you're not losing weight or you're gaining weight on keto. So this one might be obvious to you and you're like, well, duh, if I'm not losing weight or I'm gaining weight, Why would I continue something? But if you're anything like me and most of my clients, you're very stubborn and you're gonna keep on going on a diet just because maybe you got results in the past with it or you see other people getting results and you're like, no, this has to work. I see all the evidence. I see all the before and afters and transformations. Or maybe you're like me and you lost a lot of weight with keto. I lost over 110 pounds with keto in between pregnancies. And now I'm like, well, that's the only thing that works. And I have to do keto. That's the only diet that'll work for me. However, if you have given keto a fair shot, meaning that you followed the diet properly for at least four weeks without any cheats and you haven't lost anything, meaning not just pounds, but inches or body fat, or if you gained weight on keto, it is a sign that it's probably not the right fit for you right now. And right now doesn't mean forever. It just means that right now there's something in your body happening or going on that your body's telling you like, hey, this way of eating is just not working for us. So I want to talk about some reasons why women gain weight on keto. There are many reasons why you would gain weight on keto, And I just want to cover some of the main ones. So the first thing is going to be your genetics. Some people, the keto diet is just not great for their genetics. They are not able to process that much saturated fat and their bodies just don't work well with it based on what your genetics are. So really interestingly enough, I did do a genetics test, nutrition genome, which I did put on my YouTube. You can look it up. My YouTube is just my name, Lesha Holzaffel. And it came back that it's best based on my genetics to avoid too much saturated fat. So I'm not sure I forgot what the grams were that there were limits. So I have to be careful of not eating too much cheese or too much cream, all of that, because my body based on my genetics doesn't do that well with too much saturated fat. So maybe that's you. And in that case, 
then you might see some weight gain when you're doing keto, especially if you're doing more of the popular dirty, lazy keto where everybody puts cheese on everything. It's like, it's a rite of passage that if you're eating something keto, you have to put a pound of cheese on it, which is totally not true. And it's not the way that I teach keto, but that's just something for you to keep in mind. Okay. Other reasons why you might gain weight on keto is that again, so besides the genetics, you're just not following the diet correctly. You're eating the wrong foods. You're eating way too many keto processed foods, keto packaged foods. There's so many of them on the market. And I feel like now anybody that starts a keto diet just goes to the store and looks for things that are labeled keto and just throws it all in their cart. And that's pretty much, I've said this before, but it's keto junk food. You can't expect to lose weight and get healthy eating any type of junk food, keto or not. So process ultra refined foods. Sure, it's low carb, but yeah, it might be better for you than the alternative, but you're not really gonna see results and you might even gain weight. Not actually getting into ketosis is another reason. So most women do keto and they think they're doing it the right way, but they just follow some generic macros that they found on the internet or somebody's recommendation of 20 net carbs, which is just such a generic number. So what I teach in my programs is I teach you how to find your personal carb threshold and your body's limit to carbs. So you know exactly what that number is. You know exactly how many grams you need to eat to achieve nutritional ketosis and you know what your limit is. So that way you know that this is personalized for you. Let's say you're following 20 grams of net carbs, but that's still too much for your body to achieve nutritional ketosis because you're so insulin resistant or other factors. Let's say you're very sedentary and you have no way to burn all that extra glucose, then you might have to go lower, but you wouldn't know that because you're just following these generic macros. So you need to make sure that to get the benefits of ketosis, you need to actually be in nutritional ketosis, okay? Also having too much stress, which is something I'm going to talk about a little later in this episode. But if you have too much stress, it doesn't matter what diet you follow. And I'm a prime example of that. And I will talk about that in a little bit. But too much stress, chronic stress, high cortisol, you're not going to lose weight. Okay, your body is going to hold on to weight because it's in survival mode. It's in flight or flight and it thinks you're going to die and it needs to preserve energy. Okay, or other medical conditions. So these are things like hypothyroidism, PCOS and severe diabetes. You might have a hard time losing weight initially on keto, or you might even gain some weight in the beginning, okay? Now, if you are consuming whole real foods, if you're focusing on high-quality protein, non-starchy veggies, healthy fats, and low-sugar fruits, and you aren't losing weight with keto, it's time to move on. So if you can honestly say to yourself, no, I've really been doing that, like, I promise I can send you everything that I eat, and I eat clean keto and I'm just not getting results, then it's probably not the best fit for you. However, if you do need help learning how to do keto this way, I do have a free download called the Five Day Clean Keto Reset, and you can get that by going to bsbtribe.com forward slash clean keto. And I'll also put that in the show notes, and that will kind of teach you about the holistic clean keto approach that I teach my clients that gets them amazing results with a ketogenic way of eating. Okay, so that's number one. That's the first sign that it's time to stop keto. The second sign that it's time to stop keto is that you keep cheating on keto. Now, if the word cheating triggers you, sorry, not sorry, whatever you choose to call it, I don't know what our obsession is with that word. Cheating, oh, it's not cheating, whatever. Whatever you choose to call it, if you can't stick to keto consistently, that to me is a huge red flag that it's probably not the right diet for you. 
And there are a couple different reasons why you might be struggling with sticking to keto. And this is just what I found with working with clients over the years. There's really two main reasons why it's very difficult for them to be consistent and stay keto. And the number one reason is that you're coming from straight from a standard American diet, right? So let's say you're coming straight from eating high sugar, high carbs, highly processed food, a lot of fast food, a lot of frozen food not a lot of real whole foods, if that's what your diet been for most of your life, and you're just trying to go straight from that to keto, it's going to be very hard for you because your body is so metabolically inflexible right now that your cravings for carbs and sugar are going to be way too intense for you to resist. So you might be able to use, you know, willpower, saying that in air quotes, for a few days or maybe during the week. But in the weekends, those cravings are just going to be so intense that after fighting all week long, you're just going to give in and resist and eat all the carbs and sugar. Okay, so what's the solution for this? What I tell my clients to do when they join my Holistic Clean Keto program, BSB Tribe, is to start with something less restrictive than keto if they've never tried being low carb before. So I walk them through a progression. So I cover this in step one of my program where I talk about finding your way of eating and I outline all the ways of eating that help you work your way up to keto if keto is something that you ultimately do want to give a try and you're like, I really want to give this keto thing a try. I'm just having a hard time sticking to it right now. So the question that I have my clients answer is, what seems doable to you right now? Based on where you're at right now, based on your diet history or how you've been eating in the last six months to a year, what is doable? Is it doable to give up processed and refined carbs and sugar right now? Is it doable to go sugar and gluten-free? And after you do that for a few weeks, maybe you can work your way up to something like a paleo way of eating. And then after a few weeks of that, when your body gets used to that, maybe you can switch to low carb. So that would be something like 50 to 75 grams of carbohydrates a day. And once you're used to that and you're okay with that and you're able to stick with that consistently, then I would transition to keto. That way you're not shocking your body. You're slowly learning how to manage your blood sugar and it will be easier for you to stick with keto once your body becomes more metabolically flexible. And as far as metabolic flexibility, I am going to be doing a full episode on that soon, what it is, why it's important, how to know if you are metabolically flexible and how to become metabolically flexible, okay? And then the second reason why I find that a lot of my clients can't stick to keto is that they have mental blocks and habits that are holding them back. So maybe this is you. Maybe you have the mental blocks and habits that are preventing you from being consistent with a ketogenic way of eating. So what are mental blocks? Mental blocks are things such as all or nothing mentality, self-sabotage, the restrict binge cycles where Monday through Friday you restrict and you're good, but then on the weekend you just binge on all the foods and then you start again on Monday or emotional eating. This is where you eat when you're stressed, you eat when you're sad, you eat when you're happy, you eat when you're lonely. So these are all mental blocks. And unless you address all of these things, it will be hard for you to be consistent with any way of eating. And 
It's not because it's keto. It's because you now decided to do keto and now they're really coming up from you like what's been really holding you back is going to be the mental blocks. And by the way, if you do struggle with mental blocks, I have an entire module that dives deep into that and how to overcome your mental blocks inside my clean keto program, BSB Tribe, which you can learn about by going to bsbtribe.com forward slash sign up. And I'll also put that link in the show notes. All right. And then the third reason or the third sign that you should stop keto is that you have adrenal dysfunction or low thyroid. So I saved this one for last, the best for last, the most important for last, whatever. So adrenal dysfunction, if you don't know what it is, it's also known as adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout or HPA axis dysregulation. And it's essentially when your adrenal glands have been so overworked for so long that they can no longer secrete the proper levels of cortisol. So what happens is your body either produces too much cortisol from chronic stress or illness, emotional stress, physical, psychological stress, or it produces too little cortisol, which then can lead to Addison's disease. So although adrenal fatigue isn't a recognized medical diagnosis, it is a thing and it is used to describe this group of symptoms that can't be explained by anything else. And to be totally honest and transparent with you, I am personally going through this myself, which is why I had to stop doing keto after six years of being strict keto. So if you don't know anything about my story, a few years back, I started experiencing weight gain and hair loss and tear a sleep and just all these symptoms. And I didn't know what was happening and I got tested and I had elevated cortisol levels and just a bunch of thyroid issues, all these things at once from chronic stress. And I was working on it slowly, but really the underlining issue of my stress comes from trying to juggle both running and building a business that I've been trying to build while being a stay-at-home mom and raising young kids and just the balance of that and the burden, the mental burden and all that that goes into it. If you're a mom, I know you understand how hard it is to just take care of kids and keep them alive, but let alone trying to add building a business from the ground up by yourself, it's a lot. And so that kind of overcame me and overtook my body and I didn't think it was an issue. And I just kept on plowing forward because I'm very type A personality and I'm just like, go, 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 just suck it up, buttercup. But it uh, caught up to me in, in this way by completely burning out my adrenals and my hormones. So as of right now, I am working with a functional dietitian out of Cleveland and I recently retested my hormones via Dutch test, which I highly recommend. It's the most accurate one out there and she helped me interpret it. And if you're looking for someone to help you interpret it or to get a hold of that, please message me on Instagram at epfitexplore. I would love to assist you with that. So the test came back again that I still have adrenal dysfunction. I still have high cortisol, elevated cortisol. And she, you know, she said that I might have adrenal PCOS because I do have a history of PCOS symptoms and PCOS related issues. So I'm working through that right now. And how we're doing that is by adding more carbohydrates, which I'll talk to in a second of why, why that helps. But So right now I'm working through that because I put on a lot of weight 
everything that I did, I was doing clean keto, I was teaching clean keto, my clients were getting results. And it's just very disheartening where my clients are losing all this weight teaching what I know and what I was teaching them, but I can't do it myself. And that's just because my cortisol is so high, my body is in that stress state of survival that it will not let go of weight and everything that I eat pretty much gets stored in my body. It's crazy how that works. So that's why I don't believe the calories in calories out theory, because I've technically been under eating for the last four years and I still managed to gain like almost 40 pounds. So I'm personally work dealing with this right now and I have firsthand experience with it and I'm going through it and everything that I'm learning, I'm teaching to my clients in BSB Tribe, also my carb cycling program and I'm doing trial and error and I'm researching my butt off just to help other women because it's just something that like you get so defeated mentally when you think you're doing everything right and counting calories and macros and I'm exercising every day and lifting weights and and sprint training and fasting and it's just gaining more weight and feeling more tired and all the things. So I'm gonna stop my rant right there, but I will do another episode about my journey with adrenal fatigue and kind of what I'm doing and how I discovered it and testing and all of that. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're subscribed to the show if you're interested in that. But back to this, okay? Why is keto harmful for adrenal dysfunction? So with adrenal dysfunction, your body is already stressed, right? You're already in that high stress mode. You're already in that sympathetic state. And so your cortisol rhythm is out of balance, which means that it might be too high when it should be low, like when you're going to sleep or later in the day, it's supposed to be lower. Then the melatonin kicks in and helps you go to sleep. Well, if your rhythm is out of balance, it might be really high at night so that you can't fall asleep. Or it might be too low when it's too high, meaning that in the morning, it's usually higher and it helps you get out of bed, that cortisol awakening response. But let's say that it's too low and now you've struggled getting out of bed and you feel like you wake up and you're exhausted and you can't even barely drag yourself to sleep to to get up. You want to go back to sleep. And since the keto diet is a stressor on the body, Keto is a stressor. I hope you know that. And so is fasting. Now there are good stressors, right? You need to have some type, like some stress is good, but again, there's a balance. So your body adapts to stress and it's not necessarily that all stress is bad, but when it gets to be too much or chronic, and that's the difference between we all have stress every single day, living in today's modern society, we are constantly bombarded by stress. But when it becomes chronic is when it becomes an issue. So since keto is a stressor on the body, it can make your symptoms worse. It can increase your cortisol even more and cause weight gain, especially around the belly area, because that is where cortisol receptors like to hang out. Okay. They like the abdominal area. So if you notice that all of a sudden you have all this belly fat that you didn't have before, and maybe other parts of your body aren't putting on as much fat as your belly, that might be a sign that you do have elevated cortisol. Okay. So how does cycling carbs help your adrenal glands heal? So there have been clinical studies that have been done that show that adrenal dysfunction can be improved with a carb cycling strategy, which is exactly what I teach inside my carb cycling program, the CKCC blueprint. And I have a protocol called the adrenals and stress protocol, which guides you through how to do this. And if you're interested in that, make sure that you join the waitlist for that program. It is a cohort based program. It's not open all the time. And you can go to bsbtribe.com forward slash CKCC. So again, that's bsbtribe.com 
forward slash CKCC. I'll also put that in the show notes to get on the wait list for that. So cycling carbs can help return your cortisol rhythm back to normal by altering the number of carbs eaten throughout the day. So what I do in this protocol is I teach my clients that do have issues with stress and adrenals to titrate their carbs throughout the day. So I lay out exactly how to do it, when to do it, and all the things. And that clinical studies have shown that that does help with your adrenals. So when your blood sugar is up, your cortisol goes down. So it would make sense for you to eat more carbs to help decrease your cortisol levels and to heal your adrenals. Now with the keto diet, if you think about the keto diet, your blood sugar is usually low, prolonged, right? That's kind of the benefits of keto, like having a low blood sugar and low insulin, but that's not necessarily great for your adrenals if they're burned out or if you have high cortisol. Okay, so when your blood sugar is low, it actually increases cortisol levels. So you see here how if you have these conditions and you have these issues with your adrenals, then it would probably be a better option for you to cycle in some carbs rather than trying to white knuckle your way through keto, right? And again, if you want to learn more about how to cycle carbs through your adrenal glands, make sure you get on the wait list for my carb cycling program. I'll leave that link in the show notes. And then last but not least, I want to quickly mention your thyroid. So I did talk about the thyroid and why keto long-term is not good for your thyroid in episode 51 of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen. But here's the gist of it, okay? So your thyroid regulates your metabolism and being in ketosis too long or on the other hand, severe calorie restriction can reduce thyroid function and it can lead to hypothyroidism, okay? So when it comes to your thyroid, you need insulin, for thyroid hormone to convert, for the conversion to happen. So insulin helps T4 convert to T3. So if your insulin is too low for too long, the conversion won't happen, which will lead to low thyroid. You'll get related symptoms such as weight gain, slow metabolism, cold hands and feet, hair loss, and there's just like a whole list of symptoms that identify with having a low thyroid, okay? Now, I'm not suggesting that you don't do keto if you have thyroid issues, because again, there's certain elements of a ketogenic diet that do help with your thyroid. However, I do recommend and I advise my clients that do have thyroid issues to follow more of a cyclical keto approach, which I also cover in detail inside my carb cycling program. So in conclusion, I want to say that if any of the signs that I mentioned in this podcast relate to you, if you are not losing weight with keto or if you're gaining weight on keto, if you keep cheating on keto, or if you have adrenal dysfunction or low thyroid, then the keto diet is probably not the best option for you. And it's probably best if you stop the keto diet and tried cycling some carbs in instead. And this is exactly that I wanna teach you in my free masterclass. So I'm hosting a free masterclass on this exact topic. And if you wanna learn how to do this, make sure you go to eatbefitexplore.com forward slash more carbs to reserve your spot. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.